from Relay FM. This is the Pen Addict episode 284. Today's show is brought to you by Casper and Pen Chalet. And ho, 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 my name is Mike Hurley. And I am joined <laughs> by Mr. Brad Dowdy, the jolly Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad Dowdy. I couldn't even hold it in through the intro. I'm a terrible podcaster. <laughs> it is our holiday gift guide episode, which can mean only one thing. We return, tri- return the triumphant third host of the Pen Addict. From Willow Pointed Desk and Orion at Hyanna. Hello. I feel like we need like those confetti poppers and stuff and like cheers, like, yay. Yeah, everybody <laughs> uh, everybody can now pop their designated confetti poppers, which we sent to all of our listeners in the mail. Um, if you did not get one, I apologize, but they were sent out to everybody in advance of oh. Anna's triumphant return to the show. Um, <laughs> and here, here like, there goes mine. Um, Excellent. <laughs> you made much better sound effects than I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay we're good to go it is a, it is uh the holiday gift guide episode which i know everybody looks forward to uh, so much every year um there are lots of lots of confetti poppers occurring now as you can hear them around the world uh but brad at the last minute as brad likes to do he threw a spanner into the works and completely upended the way that we do our gift guide episode so brad would you like to explain uh, what you've done well, I thought it was a time for a little bit of a mix-up, at least for this year, and we'll see how it goes. But, you know, we generally cover topic-based gifts or price range gifts or, you know, a fountain pen gift, a paper gift. You know, some very kind of generic headers, if you will. This time I wanted to – I started getting some questions about, hey, I have this party coming up for the holidays. What can I buy for a gift? Or, hey, I have a group of engineers in my office. What can I get for a gift? I was like, you know what? What if we take all these questions and answer all these questions as the gift guide? Not only will it help those specific people, it'll help other people that generally have the same questions or fit into the same kind of category. And it's a little bit different than what we've done in the years past. So I just thought it would be fun. And uh, luckily, y'all answered the questions. <laughs> so, uh, you know, whether you you liked it or not, I appreciate you ex- accepting my, uh, my little uh, foray into doing something different this time. As always, Brad, we will follow you into the abyss. Whatever you as you want to do, we will just follow you and do it. Yeah, I apologize. That's going to be your d- early demise, both well, you and Anna. We, we accepted the challenge. <laughs> we knew what we were getting into when we started this thing. <laughs> so I grabbed a bunch of questions, and I'll read all the questions, and then I mixed up the order that we answer them in. So let me start it off with probably the question that wanted, made me want to do this type of uh type of gift guide episode. So this is from Peter. He says, I'm a UX designer and I like to give pen-related gifts to my group during the holidays. The group size varies, but we're usually five to seven people. I don't want people to feel the need to reciprocate gift giving and I have plenty of other holiday gifts to buy. So I try to keep my budget per person in the 10 to $15 range. I also try and keep the items the same, but maybe change up colors to make each one unique. My go-to in the past has been a field notes book and a good gel pen says, what would each of you pick as a notebook and pen for under $15 for people who write and sketch a lot, but don't realize there are better options than what exists at the local store? Bonus points for having some kind of variety. Well, this is a variety show to begin with. So I'm going to go ahead and give us all full bonus points um, ahead of time, regardless of our answers. Yay! But I'm going to go ahead and go first on this one since it's UX design. And a lot of sketching 
probably smaller areas, I always look at the Pilot High Tech C, which I see a lot of designers using and swearing about um, that pen just because of its its detail ability. And I'd add in a Quattro notebook, which is a very kind of UXy design notebook. It's a small grid pad. They're like six, seven, eight dollars. They come in blank, lined in grid. I think it's just a very cool. Looks like a UX designer kind of notebook to me. Um, so yeah, that and you know you, the pen and the notebook for probably like in that ten, eleven dollar range. I think is probably a pretty good kit. Anna, how about you? Um, I picked the um, iPen Store Rosetta Notes. Um, they are also available in lined grid or blank. And a three-pack is about $9. Uh, paper withstands pretty much anything you throw at it. And then I also uh, picked uh, the Platinum Preppy uh, fountain pen, which you can get for about $3 and comes in a variety of colors. So, again, also variety. And so if you wanted to break up a three-pack of the Rosetta Notes, that's like a $3 notebook and a $3 pen. So you could then throw in a roll of washi tape and still be pretty much under $10 per person. All right, Michael, what you got? Uh, if you want to impress people, um, I would recommend the Kurutoga mechanical pencil because I've just found that like if people have a slight interest in this type of stuff, the Kurutoga is very impressive because you're like, oh, it's the, you know, the, the, the lead rotates when you put it down, right? So I find that to be a good gift for people that are slightly interested because like, oh, that's interesting. Um, and I would say I would just one up on the high tech C and go for a high tech C Kalito because I think mm. that's also just a really great gift for people because you can get them a bunch of really interesting colors. And I think that the barrel is vastly superior and nicer to hold than the regular high tech C barrel. Um, I have nothing for paper other than field notes to recommend in this category. So again, if you want to go for some weird variety, maybe you want to give somebody like a slightly jokey gift or something, then go for the left-handed version of the field notes just because <laughs> they're so weird and wonderful. That's probably what I would recommend there. Um, because for the UX design, I do have a product that I would love to recommend, but it breaks the budget. But I'm going to mm -hmm. recommend that product in another answer later on. Yeah, I wrote it down too, but yep. we'll we'll hold that for Breaks later. The budget. Anna, <laughs> Anna, have you re reviewed the Rosetta Notes? Yes, I did. And you liked them, right? I haven't had yes. a chance to try them yet. The paper's all from Michigan, so it's all the same. It's the same as the cover stock that's usually used for field notes. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Rosetta is all uh, French paper, inside and out. When I tested it, it was all fountain pen. I could, you could even use uh, like brush pens and everything. So with UX designers, so even if they hit it with like a, like markers or pencil or anything, they'd have really good luck with it. So and really Very reasonably cool. priced. All right. So Peter was the reason that I wanted to go this route on the gift guide. Yevgeny, who's normally in the chat room, I don't know if he is today, was the reason. Um, that made me almost regret this decision. <laughs> once I <laughs> once I put out put out the call for questions, this is what I got. So thank you very much for this, Evgeny. He says, my mother is a fan of anything circa 1950 and loves my growing fountain pen collection. The question is this, what fountain pen related gift should I give that meets the following? Number one, stub nib. Number two, colors are reminiscent of the pine forest of Arizona. 
Number three, vintage or vintage feel. Number four, good earthy ink or pink ink with some water fastness. Number five, good fountain pen EDC paper in ruled. Number six, a case that screams hippie. <laughs> so I almost I almost canceled this whole idea after Yevgeny, but I was giving him a hard time. It was this was a pretty amazing question. Um, and I think we all did uh, pretty good on the answers here. So Anna, what do you have for Yevgeny? Or his mother, actually. This one was super challenging. Um, but for the pen, I immediately had a good answer, which was the Karis Customs Decograph in Deco Green, which mm-hmm. not only was the color, I thought, a perfect match for Pine Forest of Arizona, it's actually made in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, so that's perfect. So I feel like I nailed that one. Um, for the notebook, I thought a loic term would be good. It's lined. It's mm-hmm good paper, and it's available in a ton of sizes with a ton of different colors for the cover. So you could get soft cover, hard cover, A6, B6, whatever size you want. Um, the ink, I went with the Kyo Eero in Cherry Blossom. Um, yeah. Which I thought was a sort of a more muted pink, um, which I thought would be a good match. And for the case... 50s and hippie, I couldn't make a match in my head. <laughs> yeah, so I like I say, we did a good job answering this. I think we did because it was really hard. Like we didn't, I don't know that all of us put that fit every spot on the on the question list, but I think in totality we got yeah. something here. So like, Mike, what did you do? You 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 pretty much bailed on us. You said you left. I'm gonna leave this to the experts, right? Yeah, I this one was too. It was too difficult. For, I couldn't conceptualize a good answer for most of these so i just went with a pink ink and i'll just recommend califolio andronopal because it's wild like it is a very interesting pink that i love very much and that's my only my only recommendation for this list because i i got really scared by it (laughs) i was very intimidated by the question too and then when the answer hit my head i was like ah I got it, at least for the pen. Uh, the pen and the pen wrap, I'm good on. The paper, I skipped, but I think Leuchterm's probably the right answer. The ink, Anna and Mike's are very, very good choices, and you know I'm a fan of pink inks. But for the pen, I the Esterbrook J, the foliage green colors of the Esterbrook, I thought was a really pretty green. It's a vintage-style pen, and you can get them in a stub nib, you know, like a broad stub nib. I actually found, like, a perfectly restored one that I'll link into the show notes, but it's a good picture. You can see what you get. Esterbrooks are reasonably priced. Um, it's really pretty color. It's got that vintage look. For the pen wrap, you can go with something from my friend Claire, written in rice. She has a shop where she hand makes pen wraps. There's definitely some hippie feeling designs in there. And if you're not going hippie, you can go with Derpy Koi or you can go with uh, Lumber Sexual Fox or, you know, there's lots of very, very cool designs that Claire does. I have several of her wraps. They're awesome. And uh, there's some hippie designs up on there right now. So I think between the three of us, I think we covered it. I think we nailed it. You know, it was, that was hard to get all of them yourself. But I think between the three of us, between the Decagraph and the Esterbrook, I think those are perfect choices. The I mean, let's just be real great. about this, guys. It was mm-hmm. between the two of you. Honestly, let's, let's, you know, <laughs> come on, let's just, you know. I think the Califolio yeah. Andronopal was a good call. 
Yeah, always. <laughs> Plus, that'll look good in both of those green pens, just like mm-hmm. the Kiro Euro. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. All right, Evgeny, uh, you'll have to report back and see uh, if we did any good for you, you know, if any of these stick. He's in the chat room right now and saying that we did awesome. And good thing that uh, he budgeted $400 for her because he's going to need it. <laughs> he's covered. He's covered now. So we did <laughs> That's it, guys. One- we did it. I meant to say that in the beginning. That's one thing about a lot of these questions. Some have budgets, some don't. So we had to do a little bit of guesswork uh, along the way. All right. This next one is a little bit of a side diversion, not necessarily a gift guide response, but a gifting question. This is from Sarah Bijou3Al online. It says, how do you low-key ask someone that you went out on a limb and bought a stationary gift for in the past if they actually use it and are future stationary gifts greenlit. So like how do you like sneak in there and determine, you know, okay, I bought them this stationary gift in the past. Did they use it? You know, are they am I, you know, free to buy them stationary gifts in the future? And I just said you kind of got to lead them by having all your stationary stuff out when you're around them, like have your pen or your paper, your fountain pens uh, out playing around. You're like, you know, get them to try out. Hey, do you want to try out this pen of mine? Oh, by the way, did you ever use that one? I got you the the other time. And I mean, you mm. might put them on the spot a little bit, but that's I kind don't of know a, if that's low key, man. That's like high <laughs> key right there. Like you are effectively just putting a spotlight in their face, you know? Yeah. Well, Anna might be able to handle it better. Well, how did you answer this, Anna? Well, and I think Bijou 3L, because she's also a knitter, will appreciate mm-hmm. my response, which is like when you knit somebody something, you know, if you mm-hmm. knit them a hat, um, yeah. you're going to have, you know, it, if you give it to them, it's if they don't ever wear it, you never see them wear it, or they never tell you, hey, that hat, I love it. I wear it all the time. It's the same thing with a, a pen or a notebook. If they mm-hmm. never tell mm-hmm. you. They use it or they never say, hey, I love that pen you gave me. You're either going to have to ask them or <laughs> you're going to have to th- assume that if they never tell you, they never wear it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I My husband suggested, hey, I, I was thinking about buying my brother, my friend, the same pen or the same notebook. So I was going to ask you, hey, do you have any feedback or recommendation? Should I get them the same color, the lined or the graph, and use sort of the side side approach mm-hmm. as a way of, you know, sort of asking if they liked it. So that's a possibility. Do you have any ideas, Mike? Yes, I say you buy them a refill and you give them the refill <laughs> and you're like, uh, I'm not sure if you knew where to get these from, so <laughs> thought I'd get you one. Here you go. And if they go, oh, awesome, I needed that, then you know that they use it. If they go, like, what are you talking about? Then they have no idea what you're talking about. That's how you do it. That's low-key. Because you're not, you're not asking not them, right? not low-key. <laughs> it is low, it's way more low-key than like, oh, hey, you, do you use that thing I bought you? It's way low-key than you, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm on the download, me. I got, I got it all set. All right. So based on Anna's answer, I would like to tell Evelyn in the chat room and Sarah, who writes for the pen attic, that I love my hats that they knitted them and I, that they knitted for me, and I wear them all the time. So see, I, I'm taking your advice there, and I'm telling them directly that I love the knitted gifts that I received, and I will continue to wear them. So thank you so much. That's how you get more knitwear. 
You have to tell them right. or you'll never get more. <laughs> never get exactly. more. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Let's... Uh, we're going to do a good job of spending people's money today, Mike. So let's uh, let's double down and talk about our good friends at Pen Chalet. Pen Chalet sell all of the stuff that you're looking for from all of the brands that you love. They have fast and reliable customer service. They have great shipping, which I can attest to. As I get my products from Pen Chalet way quicker than I ever expect to get anything sent to me from the US. And they have great shipping rates too. Like It's not one of those situations where I go there and I'm like, oh man. I'm going to add like 25% of the price back in for shipping. I don't feel like that. That's what I love about Pen Chalet. And if you're in the US, it's even better because they do free shipping on orders of $50 in the US. And come on, let's be real. Like, are you going to spend less than $50 at Pen Chalet? Come on. There's so <laughs> many great things for you to be spending your money on. Even though they do all of their amazing discounts, that just means that you can uh, you can add even more stuff into your shopping cart. Pen cases, pen holders, refills for the people that you want to buy refills for to give them on the low key. You can do that with Pen Chalet. Um, uh, found in pen converts is so much more. Pen Chalet, you go to penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com. That is P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com. Click the podcast link at the top of the website and use the password penaddict for this week's special offer and to get the code that you need to save 10% on anything at Pen Chalet. So as well as the usual special offers, what I want to tell you about today, starting today, Pen Chalet have a massive Black Friday sale going on that you will not want to miss. And the only way to find out these amazing deals is to go to penchalet.com right now. And of course, you can use the uh, code which you'll get from our secret area once you click that podcast link at the top and you can save 10% on anything at Pen Chalet. You don't want to miss out. Go to penchalet.com right now. And thank you so much to Pen Chalet for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right, so Sistert on the Slack channel got in two questions because I liked them both. So I'm, I'm going with both of them because the, the first one, we get to pick gifts. So I'm all about that. So she says, what's the one stationary gift you would never get for yourself, totally frivolous, but would love if received from someone else? So what do you got, Mike? Uh, I'm going to go with like a bounce on from last year, right? Like for me, the mm-hmm. uh, Field Notes pen, uh, the, is it Brian's Hall? Uh, Bell, the field note pen was last year's. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying I'm building yeah, from yeah. that. So like, I oh, got, yeah, okay. Gotcha, I actually gotcha. got it as a gift last year and it was perfect. Yes. It's something yes. I wanted but didn't want to buy myself. And similar, uh, the Everyday Inspiration Bellroy collaboration cover thing. I absolutely love that, but just haven't bought it myself. So that's a similar kind of thing that I would be welcome as a gift for. I'm actually surprised you held off on that as long as you have. Well, because it is a good gift for me. Um, I yeah. have held on yeah. to it because I think somebody, you know, like there might be somebody in my life that wants to buy it for me. So I've kind of just held off as like a potential option for a gift. So I picked two actually pencil related things that are completely unreasonable that I would never ask anyone to buy for me. So I'll end up buying these myself eventually one day when I want to spend a stupid amount of money on a stupid product. Number one is the Faber Castell perfect pencil, oh, but not the little plastic. Beautiful, not the little plastically, plastically, past plasticky one. Oh, nice, <laughs> one Good of work. the, <laughs> one of the, uh, I know, one of the fancy schmancy ones with like the, the silver or whatever these the, things are made out of. The They're sterling crazy silver expensive. cap. Ster- yeah, oh, they're just word. so beautiful. Yeah, it's just really a is. beautiful, beautiful thing, and. It's for a pencil, right? <laughs> it's like several hundred dollars. And it's like, it's I would got a never... sharpener built into it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, it's the perfect dang, pencil. This Mike. is amazing. Yeah. So, and then the second, like, completely off the reservation thing is the Karandash pencil sharpening machine. It's not the Matterhorn. The Matterhorn's like 400 and something dollars. This one's only like 200. <laughs> but 
it's a desk sharpener that's $200. But it's so cool looking like it would be really neat looking on your desk and you totally don't need it. It's unreasonable. My $20 desk pencil sharpeners work amazingly well. But uh, yeah, it's just kind of one of those things that I always like to look at. And then I look at the price. I'm like, no, that's silly. But uh, yeah, so those those were mine. Anna, how about you? I chose the um, trip to a pen show where I didn't have to work and didn't get the credit card <laughs> bill at the end. <laughs> That's or, an amazing one. Or a trip to New York just to go to CW Pencils. Just oh, I, I just it. fly for the day, go to CW, and then you know fly home the next day. <laughs> Again, I, I don't want the perfect. I don't want the credit card bill. Yes. Yeah. You don't want to see anything. You just want to show up. While I'm at CW Pencils, I would actually buy the pencil sharpening machine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's such a cool thing. Yeah. And totally ridiculous. I'd probably never actually use it because I'd be terrified I'd break it. Exactly. Because I have actually broken one of the uh, school sharpeners. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I did it, but I did break it. All right, and the next one from Sistert. You want to build a fountain pen gift set that includes a pen, a single ink, and a notebook, journal, notepad. What would you select for a newbie, a confirmed enthusiast, and a hardcore user? So this one kind of answers a lot of questions for a lot of people, a lot of good um, good things. For some reason, I keep putting myself at the top of these questions more. I must have done a bad job sorting uh, the answers who goes first, but I'm still going to go first. For the newbie, I chose the Twisby Eco with a bottle of Pilot Orochizuku Kanpeki. Get that bright blue sloshing around and that pen would look pretty cool and all on a Rhodia ice pad, which I think is a really good way to show off that ink. Looks good with the pen. It's just kind of a nice kit that all works together. So why don't we all do our newbies first? Anna, what's your newbie? Okay, this is where I'm going to get in trouble because I said said the Wing Sun 698. What are you talking about? I'm sorry. It's essentially a knockoff of the Twisby Eco, but I like it better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, tell us why you like it better. Okay, it has, instead of actually having a the Twisby nib, it it has a pilot nib on it or a Mm -hmm. knockoff of a pilot nib. And I actually like the clip on it better. And there's a locking mechanism on the piston so that it doesn't come undone as easily. I know it sounds really silly, um, but I have one and I've been using it basically since the San Francisco show and it works really well. And I have terrible luck with Twisbees. I always get a scratchy nib Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Mm -hmm. pilot nibs aren't scratchy. So not even knockoff (laughs) pilot nibs aren't scratchy. Um, (laughs) I'm with you. So, um, for from all of the knockoff brands, this one I've been very happy with. So it's kind of a knockoff, but kind of not. It's sort of an improvement. Yeah, yeah. It's got some changes, some different yeah. different and, features. And um, it aesthetically doesn't actually look like it. The Twisby Eco, it had the cap is different. So I feel like they improved, changed, made it different. So anyway, cool. but yeah, it's um, an inspiration. It's an inspiration. It's about twenty four dollars, so a little bit, a okay. little bit less expensive. And then I put it with a mini bottle of Diamine. So pick your favorite color because they are demonstrators. So whatever your favorite color is. Mm-hmm. And then um, put it with a Life, either Vermilion or Pistachio. So either the lined or the grid notebook for the newbie. Mike, how about you for the newbie? Uh, I would say for the newbie, uh, maybe a Rodeo web notebook um, mm-hmm. because it's kind of in a 
style that most people will be familiar with, right? So you're kind of yeah. giving them the, the one up on the uh, on the Moleskin. Uh, that's what I would go there. And then also a Pilot Metropolitan. It's just a mm-hmm. good all-round accepted as a as a good starter. So that's kind of where I would go for that. Yeah, that's a pen you can't really go wrong with. Even like when I I don't use them, but every time I pick them up, I'm like, oh yeah, I see why this is such a good pen. Like it's just really well made. And like Anna says, the pilot nibs are really, really great. All right, for the enthusiast, I picked a pilot custom 912 with a FA nib, which is their super flexible nib. I figure if you're an enthusiast, you're ready to branch out a little bit. And while the barrel of the pen might be a little simple. It's a larger pen, so it's got a really good feel to it. And that FA nib um, is just a really neat, different type of feel than what you would normally have for um, maybe just, you know, your basic pen. Like if you're coming from a Twisby or like a Pelican M205, it's just a different feel. And I'd want to put a bright ink in that. So the Sailor Apricot, I think is perfect for that pen to see the colors and the shading and it'll perform well with it. And then I chose the Apica CD CD premium notebook, which is my personal favorite notebook. It's very expensive. So you want to, you want to get it as a gift. Um, because of the cost, it's not exactly a reasonably priced notebook. They're $35 where think you can get things like the web notebook or the Loitch term for $20 or less that are really, really nice. But if you're going in the enthusiast route, I think you want to expand their horizons a little bit, do something a little bit different. So what do you have, Anna? I put the Sailor Pro Gear or Pro Gear Slim because, again, you're kind of going up in the category. And then uh, Sailor Gentle as well for the ink, and then the Rhodia Heritage Book Block, which is the um, Rhodia's new line that has the sort of exposed spine, which I think is... Oh, yeah, those are cool. ...really nice. And I like that the they're either aligned or grid on the inside, and the lines and grid are orange instead of... Um, they're either gray or purple marks, so they're not kind of as sort of vivid. They're kind of a little bit more subdued. I really like those. So I think that's a nice change and they're not super expensive but that's still got the really nice rhodia paper Mm, very cool all right mr hurley how are you going to enthuse somebody but lamy 2000 yeah if you you get a good one it's gonna be one of the best pens you ever own it is just it's an all-star um and i love it uh it is a good way i think to take somebody who is becoming interested and turn them into like a devotee, right? Like it, it, it's because it, it is a it is a really really good fountain pen that you can use anywhere, and it always fits in, and it just it performs great. So a big fan of that. And then I guess if you're on the the train at this point, you've probably picked up some pocket notebooks along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that one of the best performing all around pocket notebooks is the Story Supply Edition Four Hundred Seven. Um, and I think if you're going to give somebody a Lamy 2000, you want to give them uh, a good pocket notebook that can can take it perfectly, and the Story Supply will do that. Yeah, that's perfect. Perfect. All right, for the hardcore user, what would I get them? The pen was actually pretty hard, and then when I thought about it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's the, the one the I want to use. I had the exact same thought. I was like, what <laughs> did you did do? You? <laughs> and then like, yeah. it dawned on me, and I was like, oh, it's easy. I chose the Pilot Custom 823. I think that's probably the best 
all around bang for your buck pin on the market, despite it being almost $300. It's very expensive, but it's an amazing pin that it, it ticks off all the boxes. It's got a great feel, great filling mechanism, great nib, great style, great look. And, um, I, I just think it's just a fantastic pen. And the ink I chose is a popular one. Uh, Anna and I definitely think along the same lines. I picked the, what is actually for the hardcore user, a tame color, but a very interesting ink. And that's the Kyo Nooto number one, the Nareba Eero, which is the black when you think about black inks, you don't think that many of them have character. This one does. It's a very interesting black ink that's just a joy to use. It's really, really pretty. Um, and then I chose the big Life Noble notebook, the big honking A4 size. It's a really, really cool notebook that kind of makes a statement on your desk. Um, it's a large, very large notebook, but it's beautiful and has great... Uh, great paper. So those were my choices for the hardcore user. What about you, Anna? Um, I picked the Platinum 3776 as the pen for hardcore. And I picked the soft fine, but I'm sure any nib in a 3776 would be excellent. And then for the ink, you and I were thinking the same. I said pretty much any Kyo Iro or Kyo Noto um, ink, but I said either the um, Kyo number two or number five, and the Kyonoto either the number one, and I was letting you pronounce it, <laughs> the black. Yeah, I'm not. Or, or the number five, which is the blue black. Yeah, they don't make it. They don't make it easy for us to tell people what that ink is. <laughs> and then for the notebook, I chose the Musubi notebooks, which are oh, that's a ridiculously expensive, but yeah. Um, if you're talking hardcore, that's the way to go. Yeah, that is hardcore. Mike, did we talk about these when I came back from San Francisco? Did we talk about that in the show recap? Mm. I can't remember if you're familiar with them or not, but they're these fantastic, fantastic yes, uh, we did. handmade we did talk about these. Yep, They're about, about $80 each or something like that, but just stunning notebooks. And I think that's an awesome choice for the hard, hardcore. And what's funny is the ink you picked for the the first ink you pick, Anna, for the Platinum, it, the number two in a soft fine. Uh, that's my exact setup for my Platinum. So I uh, I definitely approve of that message. So, Mike, what did, what did you pick for the hardcore? I kind of lay a pen, kind of fountain pen, any, um, whatever it is that speaks to you or the person uh, aesthetically. I don't know if they do this, but Canalea should do a gift card. Uh, that's my what I recommend to Hugh and Carol, because mm. I think you really have to choose one. And if you want to buy a gift for someone, like it's the, the choice is difficult, but uh, because they're so, they're all so wonderful, but a can lay a pen, co fountain pen and a seven seals, a uh, seven seas crossfield notebook. Um, I think by and large, probably the best notebook I've ever owned. Uh, the, it's the Tomo rubber paper in a format, which isn't constricting to a specific way of using the notebook. Uh, mm. it's beautifully bound. Um, I absolutely adore it. Yeah. I think that's a great call. I, lo- I mean, I love those pens, love that notebook. I think that's a perfect setup for Man, these show notes the hardcore are out of control. Like the, uh, we're <laughs> yeah. currently up to 39 <laughs> links in the show notes. So we, and I think we're halfway done. That's how this episode is, right? So it's a, it's once a year special. And I think, you know, 
all, everyone is my favorite. All these questions are my favorite. I think this question was my super favorite <laughs> because I was like, whoa, when I got it. So mm-hmm. John Binion, great guy. I met him out in San Francisco. Wonderful, wonderful guy. He says, I've got 19 nieces and nephews between Ugh. three months <laughs> and 16 years old. I'd love to hear some recommendations for gifts for young writers. He says, okay, you really don't have to recommend something for the three-month-old. But the point stands, he has a lot of youngsters he wants to get into writing. So, Anna, I'm glad you get to go first on this one. Okay. Well, this one was very easy for me. One, I, <laughs> one, I work with lots of people with lots of kids. And two, one of the companies associated with the company I work for is Crayola. So, I'm plugging Yay. the firm. That's uh, right. Crayola makes lots of wonderful writing and drawing tools. Um, and most of them are non-toxic and designed for all of the favorite kids in your life. So, um, and lots of my coworkers were like, oh, yes, let me tell you this one and this one and this one and this one. Oh, for kids who are just learning to write, you really want the egg-shaped ones. If they're already writing, you want the triangular-shaped ones. Ah, for your nice. older kids, you want the metallic ones. You want the markers. I'm like, they were literally like they were talking so fast I couldn't write them down fast enough. <laughs> So um, Crayola has what you need. That said, um, there were also other recommendations. Um, One of the things that people recommended was a Magna Doodle uh, for Mm. kids to draw in the car. um, I have a question for you both. mm, Sure. Were there Mm -hmm. any, do you know of any Magna Doodle ads that was set to the tune of uh, Yankee Doodle? (laughs) I don't know. Mm, This was a thing when I was a kid. Really? Uh, The Magna Doodle uh, ad is... Is set is set to the song. I think it's Yankee Doodle, right? Like that one, right? This uh, was an ad. Okay. It ran for most of my childhood, um, and I'll put a link in the show notes. So whenever <laughs> I, I mean, I had a Magna Doodle, and that was the song. Everyone knew the song. It was the Magna Doodle song. Um, so there you go. That was the thing that happened to me. I don't know that we had that uh, in the U.S. because I definitely had a Magna Doodle, but I don't remember being brainwashed like that. Oh, 100%. And like that song is just so sticky. Uh, Crazy. There you go, so. um, but I did actually go to our um, Hallmark store yesterday to just check and see what all was currently available. And they even have like laser cut um, wood pieces that can be like for older kids that can be uh, like punched out and then uh, colored with like markers. Um, that they had for the holidays. So you could like make like nativity scenes and things like that. So some really cool, interesting things that are out from Crayola. Um, and then the last thing that came up was a Pantone colors board book for kids. I as, want this. It was so cool, but for kids as young as six months old. So not quite three months, but I got really close. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm a kid. I want this book. Like, yeah, that's a, that's a cool book. One of my coworkers said, um, yeah, she said she got it for her son when he was about six months old. And she said, he's like mm-hmm. three and he still likes looking at it. Hmm. Yeah. That's very cool. All right, Mike, what you got? 19 nieces and nephews. <laughs> I haven't got an individual product for each of them, but I, I, I split this into two parts. I went back to my childhood and then looking at what's available now that we've seen for younger writers. So I also went with Crayola, um, Crayola mm. crayons. I mean, I was raised on Crayola crayons, right? Like that was just a thing. Everybody has them. Um, I also went with the uh, B-roll, B-roll Fineliner, B-E-R-O-L. Yeah. 
of a certain age, especially in the UK, uh, you know this pen because this was the pen that you learned to write with. This was the pen. It was in all of the schools. It was everywhere. And you know what? They're great. Like they are great. They're like those plastic tip pens, right? Yeah. And they are and have always been just like a joy uh, to write with. So like the barrel fineliner and the barrel handwriting pen, especially, especially the handwriting pen, which was the red one. The fineliner was the blue one. But both of those are awesome. Um, and I mean, I would recommend people still buy them today because they're so much fun to use. I would also then, I guess if we're looking at like uh, stuff for today, like what's going on today, um, I would probably also recommend the Lamy ABC and the Pilot Kakuno, maybe for the for the older ones in that group. Yeah, very cool. So I chose one company that we've already mentioned. I thought the Story Supply notebooks would make a great gift for any of the kids. You know, buy them in a three pack, you can split them up, give them one notebook each and then you know, have different writing tools for each group. I went with colored pencils over crayons. Sorry, Anna. No, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> um, although, although I don't have a particular brand of colored pencil, that's kind of your forte. What's what's kind of the best kind of like easy to get brand of colored pencil? Um, Crayola like does use, make use, colored pencils. Okay, well, there you go. There, That's what we'll go with. Because I, I, I use this... Uh, Statler set that was giving to me and mm-hmm. uh, I, I can't find it anymore to recommend it. But then I also like like your fine liners, Mike. I like the Stabilo 88 markers. They're like a fine liner type marker. They're very inexpensive and come in like a huge range of colors. The Zebra Sarasa Clip comes in scented pins for the younger kids or character pins. I know they're starting to do some peanut stuff. Um, just a good writing pen like the Uniball Signo DX or Secure Pigma Microns for the older kids. Uh, or a Jetstream multi-pen, you know, something to go along with that as the, the age gets older. Maybe that's what they uh, they want. And then you can get some very inexpensive, just your basic pen pouch that could fit like the notebook and two or three of these pens or pencils in there. Um, I don't have a specific recommendation, but you can find those at any store or Etsy or anywhere like that. Just find some very, you know, two, three dollar uh, pen pouches to put it all in as a kit. So I think that would be cool. So that was an awesome question. So this next one, I'm going to go with uh, Jane at the Tiny Badge. This one I had an absolute challenge with. And I thought about it and thought about it and I'm still not happy with my answer yet. So, And I get to go first, so I get to uh, jump off the ledge. So Jane wants to know, how about Secret Santa gifts for coworkers? I thought this would be easy and I had a difficult time. And the thing I put in there is a very cool product. Like I want this product for me, but I don't know if it fits the coworker description of, you know, what type of industry Jane's in. Like I put the Viarco vintage collection dozen pencils like if i was in a you know at the uh, cw pencils <laughs> co-workers you know secret santa party you know i'd be pretty stoked to get the vrco vintage collection but how do i approach that in a broader perspective did you have any good ideas anna um i think i kind of am gonna lead off what kind of mike's idea was too but um things like the animal shaped uh paper clips You know, like these are sort of like the $5 and under sort of gifts. Um, But like the um, 
Jet Pens has those the donut shaped tape dispenser, um, mm. washi tape, novelty erasers. That these are like the little gifts that you would like leave on somebody's office chair, like that, you know, right? I mean, kind of dopey little gifts, like because I think I always think of Secret Santa gifts as things that are not um, super expensive. Um, and like that you would right, that you might leave them and that could kind of be something that might be in their interests. Like if you know that somebody really likes dogs, you could get the dog novelty erasers and leave those on their chair or, you know, like that kind of, I'm assuming this is like an office environment or educational environment or something like that, where you might leave them in their mailbox you know, or something like that. So something small, something not super expensive. Um, you'd leave it with, you know, like a bag of candy or something like that. So there you go. That was yeah. the best Did I came any... up with. <laughs> I know it was hard. It was hard. Did yeah. you have any suggestions, Mike? No, just like what Anna was saying. I would basically just say just rate the the interesting and wonderful Japanese stationery that Japan's offers. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just a bunch of weird and wonderful stuff on there. Just spend some time poking around, and you'll find some weird, and b- brilliant gifts, like stuff that I don't even think you really even need to know somebody very well to buy them. Like, if you want to buy them, like a tape dispenser that's shaped like a pumpkin, right? Like, they have right. that, and I just think it's just a funny thing to buy somebody. So go for it. Yeah, very cool. All right, we have a few more to get to, but let's talk about our next sponsor this week. Don't put me to sleep while you're reading it, Mike. I can't, I can't help you there because we're going to talk about Casper. So this is a different kind of sleep. This is, this is going to be really exciting, but you're going to want to go and take a lay down afterwards because I know there's a Casper mattress <laughs> in your house. Casper is there the is. company focused on sleep. They're dedicated to making you exceptionally comfortable one night at a time. You spend a third of your life sleeping. If you spend a third of your life doing anything... Wouldn't you want it to be as best as it could possibly be? Well, that's why you need Casper. Casper mattresses are perfectly designed for humans with engineering to soothe and support your natural geometry. Casper mattresses have all the right support in all the right places. So what goes into making a Casper mattress so comfortable? Well, they combine multiple supportive memory foams for a quality mattress with just the right sink and bounce. Casper mattresses are designed and developed in the US and their breathable design helps to regulate your body temperature throughout the whole night and with over 20,000 reviews online with an average rating of 4.8 stars it is easy to see that Casper is very quickly becoming the internet's favorite mattress and one of those reasons that I know people love it is because Casper mattress they, they're completely risk-free they have a 100 night risk-free sleep on a trial you can get it delivered directly to your door you can actually sleep on that mattress in your house with your linens in your bed and if for any reason you don't love it Within that 100-night period, Casper has a hassle-free return policy. They'll just they'll just take it back. No problem. No questions asked. And they'll give you your money back. So, Brad, I know that you have a Casper mattress. Are you are you still here? Did you go and lay down? On, oh, I'm not sure. Oh, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Oh, bye-bye. <laughs> no. Bye-bye, Brad. No, my favorite thing about the Casper mattress is that it's cool, like, temperature-wise. It, like, manages, like, your sleep. I don't get hot. Um, on that mattress as I do like any other red girdler mattress and it's comfortable. So it always keeps me cool. I like it. Um, I wish I had them on all the beds in the house to be quite honest. So they're very good. Start sleeping ahead of the curve with Casper. You can get $50 towards any mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash penaddict and using penaddict at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. That's casper.com slash penaddict and the offer code penaddict for that $50 towards any mattress purchase. We thank Casper for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right, let's get into pen cases, which is something I know a lot about, but I don't 
have an answer for this exact use case. And this is from Dr. Saul. Um, he wants to know, he needs a pen case three or, with three or more slots that protect the fountain pens and has room for a Hobonichi Weeks and a credit card or two all in one wallet for a pen addict. So the Weeks is the kicker, right? It's kind of a taller, skinnier notebook. And Mike, I appreciate the love, man, but the seed case isn't going to work for him. Oh, well, I'm just doing what I yeah. can for you. <laughs> it's not going to fit. And, you know, it's hard to find one for that case. So Anna and I kind of went the same route. You got to look at a custom maker that makes a lot of different cases for a lot of different notebooks. I went with uh, my good friend Keegan over at One Star Leather. Just reach out to him. He may already have a week's pattern. If not, I'm sure he would make it. And uh, I think that would fit well. Anna, who was who were the uh, companies you were to, you were looking at? Um, I found a few companies over on Etsy that make different ones. Um, I found uh, Lyra and Company that make fabric covers. Um, I'm not sure if they had one that held three pens, but I knew know they held at least two. Um, but they were custom made, so I think you could request something that was a little bit larger. The other one was, uh, and they were out of the UK. Then the, another one called, and I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, so just bear with me, Cadaneta out of, I think, Spain or Portugal um, that did faux leather. And then Stride Ridge, which was very similar to One Star Leather. And they had, um, I believe, slots on the outside that was sort of a like an open slot that theoretically would hold probably hold three pens, but your pens would touch. But they were really... <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that shape, though, of the Stride Ridge. It was um, really that's nice. A really neat really neat design i have not seen that before that looks really cool and you know it's already a uh, week's shape right it's mm-hmm. already a week's shape design and same with the cadenetta i'm gonna go with with you there they also have like the um design for the week specifically mm-hmm. so yeah yeah that's that's kind of the way to go for that particular planner because it's such a good planner but it is a bit of a unique size so you need someone that's going to be able to format to that so yeah and all three of them already had like weeks specific sizes but i think because they are like they're made to order for the most part i think you could probably request hey i could you make one specific to hold my three pens and but they Mm -hmm. the designs were already pretty specific to hold credit cards and a pen slot and the weeks so it was just probably a matter of saying hey i really want slotted for three pens so a lot closer than i thought i'd get because it was a very specific request yeah yeah very good i like all right so this next one from jonathan badley desk tidying ideas and also the best way to wrap pens and ink safely. So two, two part question. We'll take the first one first, the desk tidying ideas. I feel almost dirty, not choosing something from Dudek modern goods because I have like all the things and that's what's on my desk and what I use. So I tried to branch out a little bit and I've been following peg and all because they've done some interesting uh, case designs. turns out they have a bunch of desk organizers as well. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes there. Uh, Pinewood made. There's like five different sizes you can get or four different sizes you can get from holding just a few pins to something that's like, I don't know, looks like about 12 or 16 inches long that can hold all kinds of stuff. So, uh, you know, that's something I would look at. They're uh, 
kind of a newish company that kind of on the on the come up getting a lot of press these days and they make really good products i know a lot of people that are listeners are fan are fans of the brand so uh that's something i check out at peg and all um anna what did you choose i sit next to um a lovely gentleman but he's kind of a pig <laughs> so <laughs> my, my first was file it or recycle it Mm. Usually yeah. desk tidying is paper problems first and then mm-hmm. putting things away. So then after that was jars and Ikea. Yeah. I, I like the jar route. I use that actually in my closet, um, you know, jars and cups, but I don't have those out on my desk. I, I've been tempted, though, to get some like kind of nicer, fancy, fancier jars uh, to to do that. Um, how about you, Mike? So uh, I will go with Dudek Modern Goods because all my pens are arranged into Dudek Modern Goods blocks. Um, and then for more bigger storage stuff, IKEA's office supply range and office furniture. There's a lot of really great options. You know, like I have this like um, this like six drawer thingamajig, uh, which has like different depths in the drawers. And I was able to buy these rubber inserts. I just put my pens into so they don't roll around inside of the drawers. Like they just have a bunch of good stuff. Just go poke around on Ikea and you will come out with some good organization options. Because that's what they're all about. Oh, and we forgot to talk about the wrapping stuff. Yeah. So why don't you go? I think we all kind of do the same thing. So why don't you uh, lead it off there? Oh, um, for, and I'm assuming he means wrapping for like shipping purposes. Yeah. So, I'm sure. yeah. um, I try to make sure that if I'm shipping a pen, it goes into some sort of box and I wrap that in bubble wrap and then I put it in a shipper. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like double, triple, <laughs> triple wrap. Yeah. And, um, the same thing for me goes for, with ink, but usually ink is in its box, but that's wrapped in cellophane or, Ziploc first, and then it's wrapped in bubble wrap, and then it goes in a shipping box. Yep, I do the exact same thing. Mike does the same thing. You know, I put the mm-hmm. ink in some other type of baggie first, um, even if it's already in its box and sealed, um, and then bubble wrap it, and then box or bag it. Um, same with the pen. So yeah, just uh, there's there's not too much protection you can do. I mean, uh, boxes and bubble wraps, and and they'll be safe and sound. I've I haven't shipped like tons of pens. I've shipped plenty and I've never really had a damage issue from just simply adding bubble wrap to the external box and then putting the ink in a little extra Ziploc. So that works good. All right. Dilly wants to know gifts for those in your life who've shown an interest in your stationary hobby, but haven't made that first step. So this is a popular question. We all get it from time to time. And I think it's kind of good for us to revisit this from time to time, see what our what our answers are, if there's any changes in the way we think about, you know, getting someone started into stationary. So, Anna, what do you think? Um, my feeling is also trying to determine, like, in what direction somebody's interested in the hobby. So, you know, some people might want to go more like, my my first feeling was like, Somebody like my husband might be more interested in like a Fisher Space Pen and like a Nemesine notepad. So something that's more kind of sort of space age and modern Mm -hmm. where somebody else might be way more interested in like some black wings and a Field Notes dime store edition that feels a little more um, maker and, you know, a little, you know, sort of more heritage feel, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's kind of making sure that when you see somebody taking an interest in the stationary hobby, making sure that you sort of 
introduce them in a direction that you think appeals to them. Mm -hmm. you, you know, so that's always one of those things where it's like, I'm always trying to find in what direction somebody will go. So it's like, if you see that they like, you know, I don't know, uh, homebrew coffee and they drive, you know, I don't know, like, uh, you know, like they like bicycles, like maybe they're going to want more sort of to go into like vintage pens mm -hmm. and, and that sort of aesthetic versus somebody who might want, you know, uh, a Lamy Ion and, you know, certain, you know, or a Lamy 2000 or something that feels very modern and very, you know, sort of a very sleek uh, aesthetic, you know, and sort of push them that direction and that that would appeal to them. So it's like kind of always just sort of sussing out what aesthetically is going to appeal to them and, and sort of lean them that direction. So Mike, I think a lot of people know what you're going to say here, but that kind of fits into what's what Anna's just said. So what do you think? If you get your bingo cards ready, uh, Retro 51. <laughs> I think it's the obvious because it's it's a product that I have used for so many people to help them gauge their interest, right? Like if And, mm -hmm. and you can kind of give someone a bit of, look, look at this pen. There's a bunch of different options in it. Just use it. And then everybody uses it. And they're like, wow, this is, on the most part, wow, this is wonderful. And then they're like, they're like, oh, not only does this write so great, they have these million different designs, and I found one that really works for me. So I think the Retro 51 is a perfect example here. And I actually skipped the pen route completely and went to the notebook route because I think, you know, even someone might already have some pens that they use and they may not be the best pens and it might be hard to get them to replace them, but they might be used to writing on office copy paper or a cheap legal pad or something. So get them a nice hardbound notebook like a Leutsch term or like a Baron Fig, you know, something that's cool looking that you know is going to work well with a lot of pens or pencils. And maybe that's kind of the eye opener that they need to say, oh, there's choices out there and this is something different and it's better than what I'm using. Let me explore a little bit more. So that was, that was kind of the path I, I took on that one. So this is a similar question, but a little bit more direct and that we're going to try to get some employee gifts for Nathan here. He says something that would be appreciated, not super expensive and actually get used. That's a challenge is, is the getting used part. You don't want to, you know, you want to get something that's unique enough to where someone's actually going to pick it up and use these things. So Mike, what do you have? Studio Neat Panel Book. Yeah. Like that's perfect for, for the office really is like i use one every single day it fits below my keyboard it's an absolutely fantastic notebook and especially for this kind of use yeah so i told mike last episode off the air that i actually didn't put all of the notes in the show note document because i'd written two full pages in my pano book and i wasn't gonna write them back down on there so i actually use this all the time on my desk um i find it to be a great lap writing pad too um, I use it vertic in the vertical format, and it's stiff enough to allow me to like sit back in a chair and write, and that's how I write a lot of my notes. So I two thumbs up on the panel book. I would have gone with that there too, but I'm going with a new release, something that hopefully would be appreciated by the uh, employees, and that's the new Field Notes Resolution Edition calendar and to-do lists. 
you know, everyone needs, you know, especially if, if you're the boss, I don't know if that's a good idea to give them a calendar and to-do list. You might be telling them something, but if they're your coworkers, um, that might work. If not, I would pick the, not the, if not the panel book or the field notes, I like the A5 size spiral pads. For example, we still want to knock the field notes, steno book, something like that. That's a desk pad. That's a good quality pad or the Rhodia pads. You know, those would be great desk pads. Those are the type of things that I always used on my desk. They weren't, they were A5 is just the right size for that, uh, desk type situation, you know, at an office. Anna, what about you? All right. By the time I got to this question, I was getting a little punchy and I said food. (laughs) I think that's an amazing answer, actually. (laughs) But where I work, what would be a big hit would be um, Blackwing pencils. Um, Mm -hmm. That would probably be every time people see Blackwings on my desk, they get they're like blown away by them. Um, So anybody like any manager at Hallmark that gave Blackwing pencils would probably be a huge hit. So I would say a couple Blackwings and probably a Field Notes, and those would get used. All right, so this last one is from Sandra, and it kind of encompasses a lot of the questions that we've gone through. So this is kind of the summation of of all the questions, and it's the way to get someone started in this hobby, minus the fountain pens. They, so Sandra wants Sandra wants to give her family and friends a starter pen addict kit. So what do you include in that kit, especially if they don't like fountain pens? So let's see. Okay, I'm going first on this one. So I give them the one of each, if you will, from a group of pens, like the best gel pen, like the Sino DX, Signo DX, uh, the best ballpoint and the Uniball Jetstream. One of the best liquid ink pens, the Pilot Precise V5. I actually throw in the Zebra super fine brush pen because it's so different, but it's a really neat pen. And then I throw in a pencil, a really good quality pencil like the Uni Mitsubishi 9850 that's still cheap. Like you can get all of that for about 15 bucks. And that way someone has the opportunity to say, I like this. I don't like that. I like this. And then you can narrow it down and go from there, you know, in the future. And then you can give them like one of the small Rhodia test pads, one of the small Rhodia pads to test on, you know, you can probably, you could probably, if you shopped well, you could probably do all that for about 15 bucks, maybe 20 with the pad. So that gets a little expensive if you're doing several of these, but I want to give a lot of options when I'm trying to just throw something out there to see what sticks. Um, so what do you think, Anna? I thought your list was a really cool approach. Um, I went with, if you wanted to like do an either or, And if you wanted to give somebody like a really good gel pen or really good roller ball. And so I thought the Pilot Juice Up, which is a really nice Mm. looking gel pen. So if you wanted to just give them one and then like the Rosetta Notes notepad. So you could kind of do like that combination or the Mm. Retro 51 Classic Lacquers are really only about $20 each. Yeah. And then the notepad as an option. So... I I took Mike's Retro 51. Sorry, I stole your answer. (laughs) Oh, that's all right. His next one's super obvious, too. So what do you have for this one, Mike? Field notes. Like, people would use them, right? Like, this is something that you can give to somebody. And, like, someone doesn't even really need to care about pens and paper at all, and they'll use a notebook. 
And these are like fun little notebooks, right? Like they're, they're cool designs and they're bold and you can put them in your pocket. Like it is something people will just use. Um, and I think that this is a great start. Yep. Totally agree. And totally like the approach we did this time on the gift guide. You know, we may go back to the normal next time. We may take a new, a new batch of Ask TPA questions. How many links did we end up with, Mike? It's a uh, kind of a huge huge show notes this week um 72 wow all <laughs> right. I need to go so, rest my wrists <laughs> so i'm not going to touch that we'll leave that one alone and we'll let you wrap it up thank you so much anna for making yes. time for us this morning we really really appreciate it thanks for your patience <laughs> patience oh, patience never we will wait for you forever if we have to <laughs> Absolutely. We wouldn't we cannot do this without Anna. Um Anna, where can people find your work? I'm at thewellappointeddesk.com and I'm on Twitter as well, A P P T Desk. I have to ask you because I can I never can get the, the letters in the right order. Neither can I. <laughs> the Well Tapper Desk with Anna Reinert. If you go uh, to thewellappointeddesk.com, there are links to everything else. <laughs> All the things. Brad is over at notco.com, penaddict.com. He is uh, dowdyism on Twitter, penaddict on Instagram. I am iMike. Thanks again to Casper and Panchelet for the support of this show. And thank you for listening. And we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody.